Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. I've contacted Music City Computer's Porter Owens' place of employment. Detective Santos and I will be conducting interviews there tomorrow. Observer Pictures presents Boom, a serial drama podcast written and directed by Faith McQuinn. This is a bonus episode, The Case Files of Detective Haley, Part 2. May 11th, 2015, 8.45 p.m. Notes for case number 02578-04F-2015. Reporting Officer, Detective Rebecca Haley. Emmy Investigator Margaret Wilson has completed her exam of Genevieve Reynolds' remains. The following is a summary of Investigator Wilson's verbal report. A significant amount of propofol was found. The dose was not fatal, but would have rendered her unconscious for many hours. The scattering of remains suggests the victim was wearing the explosive device. I can't believe it. A damn suicide vest. Shit. May 13th, 2015, 3.30 p.m. Notes for case number 02578-04F-2015. Reporting Officer Detective Rebecca Haley. I have completed a more thorough interview with Porter Owens. The full recording of that interview is on file. Both the Hazardous Devices Unit and CSI's reports are complete. The following is a summary of these reports as they relate to my interview with Porter Owens. The full written report is on file. No fingerprints were found in any room besides the main living area. The bedroom, hallway, bathroom, and all storage areas were wiped of prints. The explosive device had a very specific blast radius. The damage was meant to be contained within Miss Reynolds' apartment. A remote device was found in the frame of the front door. Mr. Owens' exit from the apartment most likely triggered the device, allowing him to be mostly clear of the explosion. Mr. Owens has a degree in mechanical engineering from Georgia Tech. He works as a computer technician for Music City Computers. Per my previous notes, his employer, Daniel Paulson, claims that Mr. Owens is exceptional at his job. During the interview, Mr. Owens admitted that he would be capable of building an explosive device. Hey, have you eaten yet? No, I I just need to finish up. Or it can wait until you've eaten something. Angelica, I'm good. That candy bar doesn't count. Fine. Fine. May 13th, 2015, 4.43 p.m. Notes for case number 02578-04F-2015. Reporting Officer, Detective Rebecca Haley. Assisting Officer, Detective Angelica Santos. I interviewed Porter Owens today at 2 p.m. Full interview on file. 
Mr. Owens stated that he and Genevieve Reynolds were on their first date the night before the incident. He and Miss Reynolds have been friends since 2002, but have never been romantically involved prior to the night in question. Mr. Owens drove Miss Reynolds to her home at approximately 11 p.m. He was unsure of that exact time. The timestamp on his text message is 11.17 p.m., which follows the timeline established by Daisy Reed, Miss Reynolds' neighbor. Mr. Owens claims that he did not see nor speak with Miss Reynolds again until he arrived at her apartment the following morning. Mr. Owens sent the text message before stopping at a nearby gas station. Detective Santos is following up with the station to check security footage. After the fill-up, he went directly to his home. He lives alone and has no one to verify this information. When he entered the apartment the morning of the incident, he said the door was unlocked. He found her on the couch. The television was on and very loud. He stated that she was distraught and seemed slightly disoriented. He also stated that she was drugged by someone. I did not supply this information prior to his statement. Mr. Owens' memory was spotty on my first interview with him at the hospital. Today, his memory was far cleaner. I do not know if this is irregular or not. I will follow up with his doctor to confirm. Mr. Owens was also agitated during the interview. He continually raised his voice, fidgeted in his wheelchair, and slammed his hands on the table multiple times. <clears throat> Mr. Owens is still adamant that Miss Reynolds knew her attacker. He claims that Miss Reynolds said she would not let her attacker hurt Mr. Owens. I admit this statement is odd and could mean Miss Reynolds knew the person who attacked her, but Mr. Owens did not give this information until over an hour into the interview. He also stated that he called 911, yet also was unable to use his cell phone. Again, this may be due to his memory issues. A few things are still unclear to me. Why would Mr. Owens not set off the remote trigger upon entering the apartment if he set it off upon leaving? If his cell phone was not working, why would he not try Miss Reynolds' cell phone? He stated he didn't even look for it. If he and Miss Reynolds were such good friends, why would he not make sure she safely made it to her apartment before leaving the premises? Or suspect something was wrong when she didn't respond to his text message? Looking at the history on his phone, she commonly responded to his texts within minutes. My request for computer forensics on the laptop and cell phone found at the scene is currently being processed. As of this filing, I have received no update. September 19th, 2015, 11.56 a.m. Notes on case number 02578-04F, 2015. Reporting Officer, Detective Rebecca Haley. Assisting Officer, Detective Angelica Santos. All contacts from Genevieve Reynolds' cell phone and laptop have been followed up and cleared. No new leads have surfaced from the evidence collected on the devices or from the physical crime scene. This case is not officially closed, but RIs will no longer pursue the case unless new leads or evidence surface in the future. The parents of Genevieve Reynolds have been notified of the case's status, as well as the other victim, Porter Owens. 
Join us again in March for Season 2 of Boom. This episode featured the voices of Wendy Keeling as Detective Haley and Kristen James as Detective Santos. Theme music by Brian Irwin. Episode music by David Hiller. If you enjoyed this episode, consider leaving a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. The cast, crew, and I appreciate having you as a fan. If you are able, supporting us through Patreon would be awesome. Visit patreon.com slash boompodcast for more information. If Patreon isn't your cup of tea, there are other ways to support us. You can find all that information, as well as where to find us on social media, at boom.observerpictures.com. As always, please share this podcast with a friend, and thank you for listening. Anna Sheridan, New York Times bestselling author of Supernatural Horror. Missing for nearly six months now. That's not possible. Is the compass broken? Or did I Given the circumstances of her disappearance, someone with a more vivid imagination might decide she'd pierced the veil, so to speak. Weak radio signal. 700 meters. Closing fast. There's no place for ghost stories and close encounters in this investigation, or any other. I need you to find me. Of course. What else would it be? The Sheridan Tapes, a serialized horror mystery podcast. Stream the complete series today on Realm and on all podcasting platforms.